Have you ever heard the term, don't put all your eggs in one basket? Don't put all of your valuables into one form of transportation or one form of collection, basically. Don't rely on one single thing for a lot of things. I would say that it applies to things larger than eggs. Things like information, for example. Don't get all the information from one source. And that's why we use multiple sources. We go to multiple points of information. If we're using our current affairs, we'll, we'll go to multiple news sources. The BBC, Al Jazeera. Uh, I'd like to say CNN and Fox News, but they both kind of suck. ABC News is a bit better. We use these multiple sources because we understand that relying on just one thing is silly. But are we really using multiple sources that have any meaningful impact in showing different opinions when all of those sources are controlled by one singular entity, a billionaire? We have what we call these days Murdoch Media. Murdoch Media is media companies controlled by a single man or a single family, Rupert Murdoch. And he set this terrible precedent for many media companies. Everything must be controlled by one person, a Murdoch or a similar person. There's this trend of billionaires getting their hands in information technologies, in media broadcasting stations, in news companies, stakes in those as well. The issue with a capitalist company is that any person, no matter how rich, can go up there and get a say in how that company operates. And at first, they may sound great. You may think, oh, so that means that the average person can get a hold in that. Well, not really. Because you have to be really, really rich to get considered a stockholder for these companies, you know. Elon Musk, for example, um, he, he's wanting to buy Twitter. He Right before that, he brought about 9% of Twitter's shares. And Twitter, by obligation, offered him a spot on their board of directors or shareholders or whatever it's called I'm, I'm not a businessman so I don't really know the terms but I do know enough that that singular little board they get a lot of say over what happens to the Twitter app because they have the most stake in that company they can choose what Twitter does they can influence the decisions of Twitter if Twitter gets a new feature it goes through that board first a little bit worrying considering that Elon Musk has frequently complained about how he doesn't like Twitter because it silences him on his opinions. Some of his opinions are a bit childish, really. Do you remember that time when Elon Musk said that he thinks that, what was it, um, the West and billionaires have a right to other countries' natural resources, other countries being those that are developing in the global south, like Bolivia and its rare earth metals, because he needs them for his batteries. Shut up, man, shut up. This guy really, really believes that Twitter is oppressing his opinions and he wants to make that everyone's problems. It's true that companies shouldn't have a stake in information that everyone puts out. You know, it's true that it's very strange for companies to silence certain opinions because they don't like it. However, when you are operating with a private company, you are signing something upon registering your account for on Twitter, for example, or YouTube. The terms of service, have we forgot about this? That long list of things that you have to tick off to say that you read this. Yeah, I understand what's going on here. People think that just because they don't like the terms of service, they can disagree with it. And you know what? Fair enough. You can disagree with it. But then don't be surprised if you post something that goes against those terms and you get kicked out of it. Is it true that certain freedoms are being limited on public platforms? I would say to an extent. And here's why, right? So, on a platform like Twitter, 
almost anyone can post about anything, and that's that's pretty cool, right? However, it is a private company, and even though in some countries you have that right to freedom of speech, you don't have that on private platforms. The same way that anyone in any private business can eject you for not liking your behavior, this is the same for pub uh, for private companies. Twitter is a public company, but it's still a private enterprise per se. You know, some some fancy economic terms I'm not too interested in. What I'm trying to say here is that there is this belief that people should are entitled to anything they want, anywhere and everywhere. Elon Musk doesn't like that, so he wants to change it by getting his own little stake in Twitter, trying to get involved and say that, oh well, this isn't how it's going to work out. I want to do this. I want to do it my way. But isn't it worrying to have one person get involved so heavily because he just put out an offer, not just, it was a few days ago now, to buy 100% of Twitter's shares. That would make him the single owner of Twitter, basically. And if he's a single, if he's a single owner, right, he can control the narrative completely. He can say that he's doing things like freedom of speech, but that's such a vague, vague euphemistic thing to say. Freedom of speech does not entitle you to freedom of consequence. Not only that, he's not signing anything contractual by saying freedom of speech. He can very well control the narrative himself. You can find clever ways to get around these little rules that people put out. You know, he can put out an algorithm that suppresses certain opinions. But since it's not being shut down directly, technically it's still freedom of speech. Why does anyone trust any billionaire with anything? Why do we have billionaires controlling social media and mass media? Sure, they created those companies. Those are private enterprises. We have attracted and we have put so much emphasis on these enterprises as forms of information that we are forgetting that information should be free and unbiased. Or not biased, but we should recognize bias where it is. How can we, in academia for example, recognize that everything that people put out is biased, but then neglect to say that these social media sites, these media sites themselves, are not biased. They are biased because they are controlled by a select few individuals who share nothing in common with the average person. What does a billionaire share in common with you, my friend? You are most likely, if you listen to my podcast from a Western country, you probably don't have much to your to your name in terms of wealth because you are likely young, you know, student age, so you don't own a house probably. Even if you did own a house, let's say it was worth about three hundred k, what does a billionaire own? A billionaire owns several pieces of property, probably some companies, multiple vehicles, multiple luxury vehicles, a lot of investment in public companies, stocks, enterprises, shares, index funds, all these things, they are magnitudes richer than you are, you and me both. They share nothing in common with us, they just exist to suck up wealth into little pools that are invested back. People say that, oh, billionaires don't have it in cash. They're not really billionaires. They're just having assets. That is no different. Just playing around with words at that point. Just because a billionaire owns most of their wealth in luxury yachts doesn't mean that it makes them any less rich. They're still very, very rich. You know, the average person, if they own a house, obviously they don't own three hundred k in in just cold cash. They own it in their assets: their house, their car. But they are not what we would determine to be a rich person by Western standards. You share more in common with your fellow man in your fellow community, right? Everyone does. The community you live in—that is your demographic. The people around you—you you share more in common with them 
than celebrity billionaires or billionaires in general. We worship celebrities as idols for what? What do they share in common with us? They post their lives online and then you have Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts, posts about, oh my gosh, Tom Holland is so relatable. He's so cool, guys. Look at him. Things are a bit strange, really. Especially when most of the media that we consume is populated by these select few actors and actresses. And when some speak out about the world of acting and actors, they get blacklisted. Look at what's happening with Johnny Depp right now. He was accused of domestic abuse and now he's being blacklisted from everything. He's currently fighting a court case to get out of that. But what's to say that this hasn't happened to other people before just because they did something or say something that did not align with Hollywood's beliefs? The media that we consume is a reflection of society and what it believes in. What people put out as movies are things that society will you know, take up on. During times of war or conflict, we see a lot of war movies. You know, after Vietnam, there were so many Vietnam movies in America. Some of them were amazing. They showed the world of PTSD for a soldier. Many showed other factors. Some showed something much more ugly, you know, the glorification of imperialism. It's actually an open fact that the US military will cooperate with filmmakers on the premise that they are portrayed in a good light. You know, if you borrow equipment from the US military, you have to show them to be like the good guys. You can't show them with the baddies ever. Otherwise, you're like, you know, it's a big no. There's a, there's a game called Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. It's the most, one of the most recent installments of Call of Duty. And uh, it shows the Russians in Syria. And it shows, there's a specific scene I remember. It was uh, something to do with the highway and a bunch of vehicles. And they, they accused the Russians of doing this, some, this terrible war crime. But you know who did it in reality? You know, I'm not saying that the Russians have done anything terrible. The Russians in Syria have done many terrible things. Let's not get that wrong. But this specific crime was one well known by America in Iraq. Highway of death. Google it. Terrible, terrible happening. Firing upon civilians who are trying to escape a war zone. It's just disgusting. Again, things like in media or video games, a usage of white phosphorus by the so-called baddies. It's something that the US has done on many occasions. There is this flip script of people putting things as a, not flip script, things are made to be black and white, you know. You're either good or you're bad. There is no nuance. Nuance is for silly people. If you believe in nuance, you are a conspiracy theorist. And so now we have, for example, with Russia and Ukraine, you're either pro-Russia or pro-Ukraine in the West. Nothing in between. If you're pro-Russia, you're a nutter. If you're pro-Ukraine, you're a good Westerner. No, I'd like to put out there that I am pro-Ukraine. I believe that no country should have their cultural identity erased. But, you know, the West is not innocent in its role in creating this conflict. People seem to want to pretend that doesn't exist, and the media wants to pretend that doesn't exist, because you push forward the idea of being the good guys all the time. You will never look inwards and look at your own problems as a society. Create an enemy and society will never look inwards to find the true enemy. The true enemy is the billionaires that control our narrative. They control every aspect of our life. And they want to control it even more. I don't want to say these words, the Great Reset. But it is an actual plan by the World Economic Forum to reorganize society on a fundamental level in the West. They want to essentially stratify the economies and make it more sustainable, quote-unquote. But these terms are very vague. You know What determines sustainability? Sustainability, many would associate that with a greener earth, which is great, you know. We are in a climate catastrophe right now. Environments are being raised and we need to do something about it. But 
the plan is very vague in how we will make things sustainable. It's created this index for assessing companies on sustainability, EGS or ESGs or something like that. And I find it funny that you have companies like Lockheed Martin considered to be sustainable companies. Lockheed Martin is a company, if you don't know, that produces um, aircraft for the US military, uh, bombs, missile technologies. Uh, many of their weapons have been used on civilians in many, many locations in the Middle East and other countries over the past few years. You can find videos on Live League of entire weddings getting destroyed by a Lockheed Martin drone or missile. It's quite heinous that this company is considered ethical. They want to control our narrative so completely that we will not be able to own things basically anymore. They don't want us to have our own opinions. Your opinions must be from the media. And you can see this nowadays with social media, you know, people sharing things without even checking what they're sharing. It's been found multiple times that a lot of the things that people do share have ulterior motives behind them. We tend to think that social media accounts can't be backed by a private enterprise, but they can be. I don't remember which company it was. I think it was an Instagram handle called uh, Muslim or Muslims. And after some investigation, it was found that the backers of that account had some strong associations with, uh, I think it was Israel. It must have been Israel. I might be making that up. It was, it was definitely an ulterior motive or an ulterior company that did not align with Islamic beliefs at all. And it, when people found out, they were horrified because they were reposting content that was not relevant to Islam. It was coming from people who had clearly an agenda to set. We are not seeing agendas without our agendas. Everything must be relatable. I, I call it the marvelization. Marvelization of society, you know. Marvel movies, are, they've got all those funny little quips and stuff, but it's leaking into the modern world. Everything must be marketable, a joke. Everything has opportunity behind it. You see people making comments on tragedies, like the silly little movies. It's, it's very strange. It's very surreal. And it's all been done by these billionaires. You know, We have been divided as a society to hate our fellow people. Our community. People are paranoid of each other. They'll do anything to not integrate. You know, I, I will admit I'm scared of people these days now as well. Islamophobia is on the rise. I'm a brown male, you know, like I can't be can't be caught lacking like that. But people are led to fear one another when the only people we should fear really are the billionaires that divide us. It's one of the oldest tricks in the book, isn't it? Divide and conquer. Divide the population and they're not able to resist. They can't form a proper counter-attack. They're the yours for the taking. That's what Decades of media brainwashing and narratives have done for us. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theory. People will label me a conspiracy theory. But, you know, it's, it's time to wake up and recognize what the world is for what it is. It is not all just golden sunshine. There's a lot more beyond the common media that we consume. Your favorite political party has ulterior motives. They've got an agenda. Your favorite populist leader, Donald Trump, Joe Biden... All of these people are corrupt. They don't believe in you. They don't think that you are the one they're representing. They're representing the stockholders, the shareholders, the ultra-rich and ultra-wealthy because decades of this capitalist system has empathized with the ultra-rich and empathized the fact that they are the ones controlling all of our wealth. They want them to be represented because they believe that they are the ones that are best for the country. Truth be told, you are not voting for a 
compassionate political leader, you are voting for a set group of billionaires to control your narrative. It's time to do something about that. What do we do about it? I don't know. Guns are illegal in the UK. So, uh, over here, not much, probably. But this apathy cannot be allowed to continue. We must recognise the world for what it is. Because if we don't, a lot of our livelihood will change forever and we won't be able to get it back. You know, the Industrial Revolution happened once. I think we've had plenty of those. No more resets are needed. We don't need our way of life to be changed because some billionaires think it isn't profitable. 